All right. So this afternoon, um, we're going to do a practice on uh, self-forgiveness. It's a practice I actually haven't taught in quite some time. Um, and it's a little bit of a different, maybe, way of thinking about forgiveness, because uh, usually forgiveness, when we think about it, it's, it can kind of be seen as this sort of epic thing of like... You know, usually, of course, when I think of forgiveness, I go to the biggest crime that was ever committed in my life and go, no way, I'm never mm-hmm. going to forgive. So just the mind's polarity around that stuff. Um, and I actually think, I really think, actually like to think about forgiveness as, as much as a wisdom practice or as much as a mindfulness practice as actually a heart practice. Because it's really, it's something that we can really, really do in our mind. And so when we think about, like, just sort of what happens in meditation, so if we just kind of think about it for a moment, we, we you know, here we're not cultivating so much breath awareness, but we're starting with this, am I aware? So we, we, we are aware in, in the moment. We have present time awareness. Mindfulness is present. And that, that, that gets established. And then what happens is we get distracted by a whole range of things. Uh, and then we, we <coughs> sort of forget. Uh, and then our mind wanders. And then eventually we wake up to the fact that the mind has wandered. And so that's sort of the wake-up moment. Now there's a couple things that happen in that moment that can be very problematic that I want to point out. And the first thing is, is actually we're trying to cultivate awareness. So when we wake up from mind wandering, in that moment we're actually achieving what we're trying to do. But what happens so much of the time is we actually, that moment is a little bit of an upsetting experience because we are upset that we had to go through that little cycle of distraction, forgetting, mind-wandering. And so um, actually what can happen is we can kind of create this anti-mindfulness loop where uh, that moment of waking up sort of becomes derogatory or it becomes sort of a problem or it sort of becomes a disappointment or like a letdown or some kind of meditator's failure, when actually the opposite is true. Right? So in this moment, what we're, what we're looking for is a type of celebration. Uh, one of the practices I do in cultivating emotional balance, we do this celebrating thing. of like, I woke up! <laughs> I woke up! And the good news is, the more you fall asleep, the more you get to wake up. <laughs> right? so, so it's a celebrating. It's like, ah, I'm, I actually am exp- in this moment, I'm experiencing the thing I drove all the way out here to do. <laughs> Right? But we don't do that. We associate that with being some kind of problem. And then actually what happens is the mind doesn't want to do it because it's a problem now. And the mind doesn't like that. See what I mean? So we're kind of creating this, this attitude of practice where we, we, we are somewhat resistant to the thing that we're trying to cultivate simultaneously. So we can celebrate that and also we can have forgiveness. So in that wake-up moment, in the recognizing my mind was wandering, I was thinking, I was lost, I wasn't present, I, I wake up to that, there's a, there's a little bit of a celebration, maybe that's a strong word, but a sense of an uplift, right? And then a forgiveness of like, it's okay that that just happened. It's, it's okay that I was gone for three, seven, ten minutes, half a day, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay that your brain and your mind do what it's neurobiologically designed to do, which is to wander and to ruminate. 
Just like your ears hear sounds and your eyes see sights, your mind thinks thoughts. That's what it does. That's its neurobiological, you know, function. So, you know, so there's no reason to make a mess of that. So there's a way in which we can have this. So then, so then the present moment experience becomes this kind of combination of, of a celebration and a forgiveness, and kind of like, and that can happen, you know, whatever, 27 times in a 30-minute sit. So forgiveness doesn't have to be this big, epic kind of um, forgiving, you know, the, the, the stuff of the past that we drag around. It can be that, and that's usually how it's taught. But I actually find it to be much, much more effective, and I, and I find it much more accessible when it's when it's a process of a practice of a of a way of uh, telling myself that that of all the crimes one can commit in the universe, thinking is not that big of <laughs> it's not that big on the scale, right? But it gets weird, and it gets kind of weird in the context of like, oh, because you can really give yourself. I know I have given myself really, really unnecessary hard times about the fact that I was thinking about something. Suffering. Because I was thinking about where I was going to eat when I got off retreat. Really? That's like capital punishment now? (laughs) But in the moment, the heat of the moment on a retreat experience when we... and, And then we have multiple of those, so it's like the 417th time it's happened this morning... You know, the disappointment, the aggravation, the blaming, that can get really, really strong really quickly if we don't kind of watch out for that. So the way that I think about forgiveness is, is really kind of more pragmatic of really what, it, what is it, actually. It's, it's, it's this sort of, this intentional, very intentional, involuntary process by which we undergo a change uh, in feeling an attitude in regards to a mistake, a regret, um, a wrongdoing, um, anything like that. It's that we're, we're, we're intentionally and voluntarily shifting our attitude and our feeling about something that has recently occurred, that we maybe feel regretful about, we feel upset about. Since we're looking at it, so it's like, again, from this right view perspective, it's looking back at it with actually a much better lens, a much better perspective. You know, really, I think about, I, I think of this, we don't use this word a lot around here, unfortunately, but I really think of it as a kind of humility, a kind of a humility for our humanity, of like a really, really, a, a strong recognition of our innate imperfection. And it's like, yeah, like this, totally okay. You know, this innate way in which um, we are, we're imperfect. Everything's imperfect, right? If all phenomenon in the universe is dukkha uh, and unsatisfactory, like you know, the, everything, every morsel of everything is, is imperfect. Is imperfect, and, and and then we try to make per, we try to become perfect. We're so set, we're so set up for suffering. It's like it's a recipe for disaster. And, and, and forgiveness actually uh, is interesting too, like even at like uh, 
like the University of Wisconsin, there's the Institute of Forgiveness. There's like actually academic <laughs> programs in universities that study and research forgiveness, right? It's same same place where Richard Davidson is. You know, so the, the, there's a scientific aspect to it, there's a spiritual aspect to it. Almost all religions talk about it. Forgiveness is a, like a big topic in the human world. It shows up everywhere, actually, even in the court of law. So it's, it's a really very relevant concept. And so when we think about it in this kind of tracking of moment-to-moment experience, it's a really, really practical tool. Because there's, there's a cultivation of awareness, there's a presence, there's a being in the moment. And again, then there's, there's some kind of a distraction, there's a distractor, there's an intrusive thought. Um, you know, there's a kind of forgetting, there's a rumination, there's a mind wandering, there's a way in which we kind of get caught up in that. And then we wake up. And we come back to what we came to do. And so, if the tendency is to blame, or to have, it, it, what happens is we can kind of create an implied bias towards ourselves. I'm, I'm actually not very good at this meditation business. Actually, you know what, I'm not really good at anything. I don't even know why I try doing anything. I'm just a total failure. How long does it take to go that down that trail? Mm-hmm. You know. Eight seconds after wine wandering, I'm the worst person ever because I was thinking about something. So it happens really, really quickly. So it overcomes these, these ways that we implicitly have a bias towards ourselves. It really overcomes any kind of blaming mechanism that we have in which we blame ourselves for doing things. Uh, it really it overcomes destructive emotions where we get, we, we get caught in the grip of, of emotion and overwhelm and and that kind of self-hatred. And really destructive emotions, like the way that we have a destructive emotion around shame, around unworthiness, bad person, um, self-hatred, resentment. Forgiveness destroys resentment. You can't be resentful and forgiving at the same time. It's, it's actually impossible. Also, too, like when we think about, like, you know, uh, Forgiveness and something like gratitude. Um, you know, resentment kills that. Resentment kills our ability to, to be grateful, to have gratitude for things. So, so it, you know, on, on just a functional level, it, it, it cleans up a lot of wreckage, a lot of internal wreckage. It's like this huge broom that's just sweeping up the internal debris. <laughs> right. So it's actually just a really efficient way to think about it as a kind of mindfulness or even a wisdom kind of practice. Not this big, epic kind of way that we oftentimes think about it, which really kind of comes more from a Judeo-Christian or kind of some of the ways we think about, you know, this epic forgiveness, God is going to forgive us of our sins, which some of us probably have some of that conditioning. Some of that bleeds into Buddhism a little bit, unfortunately. It also prevents some things. So it prevents on a karmic level, is the more that we forgive, it undermines the mind's tendency to produce harmful thoughts about ourselves. Right. So the more, the more the mind is the tendency, or even it can become a habit, a habit uh, the more that that becomes like that, uh, the, the tendency or the potential for harmful thoughts to arise actually decreases. So we're undermining that at the same time. It really helps us uh, overcome um, this incessant overthinking about things. Thinking too much about everything all the time. 
the, the, the kind of clinging to fixing an old mistake. So it actually really undermines this incessant thinking that's trying to fix something. I've got to fix it, I've got to fix it. This kind of, you know, this incessant wanting to fix. Right? Forgiveness just kind of takes care of that to some degree. Because if I can let go, if I can move beyond that, then there's, there's, then the idea that there's something broken anyway actually kind of doesn't arise so much. And this kind of is a kind of craving and a clinging. But this 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 tendency in the mind I see so much is wanting to fix something. And, and from a, like a Dharma practice perspective, one of the things that happens over the long term is by not forgiving, we're constantly creating an identity around our pain. Right? So we become so identified with, uh, with the pain of our life, uh, disappointment, uh, betrayal, these kind of big, more epic kind of experiences. By, by, by re-harming and, and getting caught in those, those thinking loops about things that could have happened yesterday, five days ago, five years ago, 15 years ago. It's like we kind of, we, we, we're constantly identified with our pain. And this kind of creates, this can create a, a sort of destructive view of self and a destructive view of world and, 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 and a sense of, of, of really cynicism and skepticism and, and unfairness and, uh, and really kind of this, uh, we can really put us into this doubt mind state that Buddha talks about. It's a very destructive force in the mind, this doubt, this why, why bother with any of this business anyway? It's all just pain and disappointment and, and you can't trust anybody anyway. Like, why would I even bother with all of this business? So the, that doubt really kind of freezes us out. And we get stuck and it has that kind of freeze quality to it. And so when we think about it as a practice, Cheryl teaches it this way too, which I really love. It's like, it's really kind of a, if we look at it, it's really a letting go practice really so much. The word forgiveness kind of does carry with it that kind of epicness to it, right? But letting go, not so much. But really it is, it's just kind of letting go, this letting go, this letting go. And what we want to do in, in our mindfulness practice, when we think about forgiveness, I found it to be very efficient, is we want to focus more on the forgiving and really more on the letting go than we do on the offense. Because when our attention, when we get refocused back to the, the offense, then we start to second guess. And we start to say, well, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe actually I deserve this, or maybe they deserve this. It's just this idea of deserving, uh, you deserve to, you know, I deserve to feel bad because I did this. Or this kind of punishing mind, the mind that wants to punish, the mind that wants to get vengeance. And, and that... that you know, that, it's really hard to unhook from that kind of thinking, isn't it? And, and one of the reasons it's so hard to unhook from is actually I find that a lot of times it's quite pleasant, actually. <laughs> right? Where you're just like, I, I, you know, the plotting the <laughs> argument you're going to have and what you're going to say and how you're going to say it and how bad they're going to feel when you get your point across. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like, ah, it feels so good. It's like, kind of like, really like, you know, uh, not good balm. 
You know, it'll do in a pinch, but it doesn't really actually solve any of the mechanisms. And then, and of course, because it does sometimes can be pleasant or even to some degree enjoyable, it makes it even more and more difficult to unhook from. Because in a, in a, in a moment-to-moment sense, in, in real-time experience, sometimes we'll, uh, the enjoyment of that or the pleasantness of that actually allows us to avoid some of the pain that might be associated with it. And that's probably more likely the case. Like I'd rather actually have this revenge fantasy than actually feel into the fact that this person really actually let me down. Or I really let me down. It's easier sometimes to go with that. And so I think what happens too when, um, is, is actually looking at some of our thinking and some of our uh, the opposite of, of, of non-forgiveness is kind of a, uh, an internal kind of violence almost. I get so uh, mad at myself or regretful of myself. It's like I, it's like I want to, I want to hurt or something. And it's really defeated because then I should be. I shouldn't have done this. I should be like this. I should feel bad because I did this. And it's that sort of guilt and shame and regret that doesn't actually go to where it wants to go, which would be compassion, it just kind of compounds on itself. And the reason I also like to think about it this way, and I like to think about it more as a mindfulness, really, moment-to-moment experience of forgiveness, it takes a sort of epic charge out of it on one level. And, you know, also, too, like, classically speaking, uh, this is not a classic Buddhist meditation. Um, forgiveness is not one of the Brahma Viharas. It's, you know, the idea of forgiveness is certainly implied very <clears throat> clearly throughout uh, Dharma teachings, but there's no specific uh, practice of forgiveness, which has made me skeptic to teach it in the past because I can sometimes become a little too fundamental in my thinking. But my experience has been is that the heart practices of loving kindness and, and you know, metta, loving kindness, karuna, compassion. Uh, equanimity and, and gratitude, that when those practices really kind of uh, are, are developed, uh, the forgiveness work usually kind of gets cleaned up in that. I found that to be the case. Um, because forgiveness hasn't particularly been that challenging for me, for the most part. I don't, I don't really hold on to stuff as, as much as some other people do. But I think that when we... Uh, one reason I think that forgiveness can be really good is it can sometimes really get to a specific mechanism. That we that maybe there's, there's a system of thought in your system. There could be a destructive emotional response or the ways that we think about ourselves and the way that we just kind of get hooked into these common habits of thinking um, where maybe the other Brahma Viharas don't work, where forgiveness can kind of be a, can be a very specific practice that goes towards a very specific kind of mechanism. And then on a, on a mindfulness perspective, on a moment-to-moment experience, it can really, really be a really efficient way to go about things. It takes the kind of... Um, it's not so much, it doesn't have so much that sentimental or that emotional charge that usually we associate with forgiveness with. It's just kind of a... You know, one of my students years ago would, would talk about it as, it's like, yeah, I'm just forgiving my mind moment to moment for, for wondering, for, for thinking, for, for, you know, kind of 
doing whatever it's doing. It's like I'm forgiving it for that. I'm letting, I'm letting go of it needing to be different. I'm letting go of the idea that I need to fix something. I'm letting go of the idea that I'm not doing this right. I'm really letting go of any sense of wanting things to be perfect or wanting to get this perfect. Because perfectionism doesn't have much forgiveness built into it. Probably none. And there's that should, should be like this, got to be able to be like this. And so it's not like we're letting ourselves off the hook or it's not condoning so much. As as much as I really feel like it's uh, a really kind of uh, recognition and and acknowledgement, a very honest and recognition and acknowledgement of our innate imperfection. And that really when when we really come face to face with ourselves, one of the things we really want to develop, which is the basis of all this stuff, and certainly the basis of compassion, is cooperation. And so we want to be able to cooperate with our minds, moment to moment. I see what's going on, I'm making adjustments, I'm doing the best I can, cooperating with my mind. Because I, I'll tell you what, and, I, and I've, I've gone to war with my mind many, many times, and I've never won. It always wins. Because it just keeps flipping the script on me every time. Even if I win, it's like, well, actually, you didn't win there. You were doing it wrong. <laughs> so there's a way in which we can cooperate. We can have this forgiveness attitude. And really, when we think about this, you know, whether we, whether we call it the coming back to the breath, which is usually how we think about practice, or coming back to the way we're shifting it here today, coming back to, am I aware? Yes, I'm aware. Celebrate, forgive, celebrate, forgive. Yes, I'm aware, rather than, yes, I'm aware, but for the last 17 minutes, I totally wasn't. And I'm sure I'm going to be distracted again. Up, oh, I'm gone already now again. <laughs> what was I supposed to do again? What did Cheryl say? Where? What, what am I supposed to be aware of? It's like, it's like it's a bad trap. So it's like awareness. So what am I, I am aware. Oh, man, I'm aware. How can I maintain this awareness? Because what we want is continuity of awareness. And if my awareness is immediately followed by a sort of celebration and a forgiveness, it's much more easy to continue. The continuity becomes more available to me because there's no second-guessing, there's no blaming, there's no, yeah, well, I mean, you're aware in this moment, but I mean, most of the day you weren't. And we start evaluating. And that just pulls us back into more thinking. I mean, it's the hooks of that experience. So we usually do these practice, practice here with a type of phrase, which we're, I'm not going to do so much. But what I want to be able to really do is, so this is a, this is a, a little bit, uh, what, how do I say this? Uh, the way we're going to do this forgiveness practice is, is probably more experimental than you may be used to. So we're not going to use the traditional phrases, going back to the phrases. We're really going to try to just recognize when we're aware, which we've been doing all day, recognize when we've lost it, uh, and then recognize when we regained it, and then trying to meet that with it. It's okay. It's okay that that just happened. I forgive my mind for wandering. I forgive my mind for wandering. And then anything else that comes up, it's this kind of willingness I say, it's okay that that just happened. 
It's not a problem. And so I'll kind of guide you through it. I will drop, we'll drop some phrases and, and we'll just kind of um, you know, see how this goes. Does that sound, sound right? Mm-hmm. So you can simply begin by, you know, finding a posture that feels suitable, good enough. start and end with the bell, so as you settle in, you can just bring some awareness to sound, sensation. And just allow the sound of the bell to invite your awareness into present time experience. To get out of the concepts and into the actual experience of awareness. So simply beginning by establishing present time awareness of the body sitting, breathing. The gravity of the body holding you steady, temperature, whether the body feels tired or restless or content. And so just acknowledging this way, I'm defining it here for this practice, this practice of self-forgiveness. So we're going to participate in this intentional and voluntary process. Undergoing a change in perspective, in attitude, in regards to something that we have named a mistake, a regret, a wrongdoing. And so for the purpose of being here, just reflecting on your time so far here this morning, and just bringing to mind anything that has happened, any of the ways in which you've been giving yourself an unnecessary hard time. Any discomfort of the body, offering forgiveness towards the body. I forgive this body. Letting go of any blame or accusation towards any physical pain or discomfort.
and towards the mind, towards your <coughs> thinking, thought process, forgiving your mind for all of its entanglements, its tendency to control or to fix, its habit of wanting things to be different, be easier to be less difficult. I forgive my mind. I forgive my mind. feeling into emotion, the heart center, the throat, chest, belly, and offering forgiveness towards any difficult or challenging emotions that have been with you today. I forgive myself for my emotional experience. developing this awareness, am I aware? See if you can allow forgiveness to become an attitude of mind. So you're not looking for what's wrong or not going well or what should be different. But just this moment-to-moment intentional voluntary process of offering yourself forgiveness for whatever is arising.
And as you continue to find yourself being distracted or pulled into thinking, as you wake up from the dream, offering forgiveness to your mind, to its conditioning, developing this attitude of forgiveness you can use these phrases if they're helpful I forgive myself for any of the harm I have caused in the past in the present or in the future I forgive myself for any of the harm I've caused myself in the past, in the present, in the future. I forgive myself for any of the harm I have caused myself in the past, in the present, and in the future.
And if you find yourself getting swept away, you might notice and recognize that the mind sweeps you away into pointing out things that are wrong or not right about this experience that need to be different. See if you can recognize that with forgiveness. Again, looking to see if there's any tightness that has accumulated in the body, relaxing back into the posture. And when you wake up, you find yourself waking up from these distractions and these rides that the mind takes us on, just sending forgiveness. Forgive my mind. Forgive my mind. And then arriving and resting into this experience of being aware. Am I aware?
as you find a deeper awareness of the body, extending this quality and attitude of forgiveness towards the body for any of its pain, discomfort, restlessness, uneasiness. Seeing if you can allow this forgiveness to be a possibility in every moment instead of trying to fix or to disconnect from any part of the experience that's challenging.
And as we sit here for the last five minutes of this practice, see if you can extend forgiveness towards every aspect of your mind and body. And as best as you can, extending forgiveness towards yourself for everything that's happened up until this moment. I forgive myself for everything. I forgive myself for everything. As best you can, cultivating that perspective, that attitude of awareness here for the last few minutes of this practice this afternoon.
for your practice this afternoon. We'll continue with walking and uh, continue with this, dropping in these questions, am I aware? And if you find it helpful using this uh, forgiveness function or attitude when you realize you were not aware and then you wake up again, this kind of forgiving backwards, kind of, it's okay, it's okay, uh, will we'll actually undermine a lot, a lot of stuff that will hook you back into it. So you can, you can check that out and, and use that as, as a practice technique for this cultivation of awareness. And we will see you back here. I'll be back here for the sit at four. And uh, enjoy. Thank you. Can I just yes. add one thing? The question, am I aware, is good. Also, what am I aware of? So that you don't just space, yeah, I'm aware, and blah, on to the next thing. What am I aware of brings your attention to something that you can be present with, get interested in, observe. Yeah? Yeah. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.